The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Grossman, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Kedushin, Dafayin Test. Our previous lecture for Dafayin Ches discussed the Mishnah, Ha'omer Benizah Mamzer, a father who says, my son is a Mamzer, Eino Neman, he's not believed. Even if both the father and the mother declare that their son is a mamzer, they're both not believed. The Mishnah goes on to bring the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that a father actually is believed because of the din of Yaker, a special chidosh din, that a father is believed to, to declare the status of his son. We pass him like Rabbi Yehuda, but even he agrees that the mother is not believed. There's a famous story told about Ramosha Feinstein, he was once Masadra Kedushin at a wedding, and at the wedding, the mother of the chassan approached him and confessed. She said she was a married woman, and she committed adultery, and her son is the product of that adulterous union, and therefore he's a mamzer. Ramosha didn't miss a beat. He simply said, the halacha is, you are not believed, and the wedding proceeded. I don't know where this story comes from. I heard it many years ago. I found it floating around in various places on the internet without a source. In any event, the story is in perfect accord with the halacha, that a woman has no credibility, a woman is not in a menace to declare that her son is a mamzer. There's the tshuva of Rav Yashif. This is actually a published formal tshuva in Rav Yashif's Kovitz tshuvas. He was asked about a similar case. A woman said that her child is a mamzer. She said that the fetus she was carrying is not his, not her husband's, is from another man. Years later, the child, daughter was born. Now the question is, should they do a DNA test to determine, a paternity test to determine whether or not the husband is indeed the father? So Rabbi Yashav begins by noting the same point that Lahalacha, Halacha Ravachas he calls it, that a woman is not Nemanis to say that her child is not from her husband. The Torah only believes the father because of Yaker and even the father only when he says Dover Bar, only when he says something that he knows for a certainty. If he just says he thinks so, or he's not sure. He brings postkim that he's not believed. And certainly the woman is not believed. The question is, here the question is, should we do a DNA test? We can test the claim. We can see if the child is indeed the husband's child or not. Well, the rules that we do not do the test. We should not do it. The raya he brings is an interesting raya. He brings that there is a Sefer Chassidim. Sefer Chassidim tells a story about Rosad Yagon. According to some accounts, it actually occurred in Shlomo HaMelech's time to illustrate the wisdom of Shlomo HaMelech. In any event, the, st- the upshot of the story is that Rosadia or Shlomo, Shlomo HaMelech, did a kind of blood test to determine paternity. The context was not Mamzerus. The context was Yerusha, a man and an Eved, who got mixed up. The Eved claimed he was the master, and the other person was the servant, and vice versa. And the question was, who was telling the truth? The story goes that Rosadia did a kind of blood test to determine using a bone from the deceased father. He dipped into two bowls of blood, one from each of the two candidates, and the one that absorbed the blood. That showed that, that the blood came from the person who was a family relative to the deceased, Etzimah That's why the blood was absorbed, and he determined who was the true son and who was really the Eva, the slave. Now, there's a Gemara in Baba Basra. The Gemara says a story about Rabbanah, that he once heard a woman declare that out of her ten children, nine were Mamzerim, nine were not from her husband, only one was the true son. When her husband heard this, he said he wanted to give all his property to his true son. 
How do they figure that he died? How do they figure out who was his true son? So Rabbanad did an elaborate test. He had them walk by the grave, and he told them to kick the grave, and the father would come out and let them know who the true son was. What actually happened was one of the sons refused to kick the grave. He said, you must be the son. Now the post can ask, Eli Rabba, the post can ask, if Rav Sadia knew how to do a blood test, presumably Rav Benad did too. Rav Asher Weiss says, maybe he didn't know, maybe Rav Benad didn't know this trick of Rav Sadia, but the Akronim assumed that Rav Benad must have known it too. So why did he have to rely on this kind of indirect uh, test? Why didn't he simply do a blood test? So the Rashash, Rav Yasha brings, the Rashash answers that had they done a blood test, not only would it have established who gets the Yerusha, it also would have established who is a kosher and who is mamzerim. It would have made a bunch of the sons mamzerim. He didn't want to do that, so he deliberately chose to avoid doing the test. Rabbi Yasha brings this as a precedent for the idea that if al we don't have any reason to halachically conclude someone's a mamzer, we don't do tests to establish mamzerim. Here, too, the woman is not believed to say her child is a mamzer. Whatever else we're going to do, we're going to do for Yerusha, but we're not going to do blood tests to establish mamzerim. Rabbi Yashif seems to be making two points. He seems to be saying, A, that we don't do the test if we don't have to, al halacha. He also seems to imply, though, that if we would do the test and we would determine that somebody was a mamzer, if, if a DNA test, a blood test, would determine that somebody's a mamzer, we would accept the results of the test and we would make him a mamzer. That's why we don't do it, because we don't want to reach that conclusion. The Rashash seems to, seems to be of that opinion, too. The Rashash says Rabbana didn't want to do the blood test because... It would have established some of the children as mamzerim. He also seems to imply that we would rely on a blood test to establish mamzerus. Now, Rav Ashwais says, this is you know, hard to learn halacha from these gemaras. He says, even the Rashash doesn't really mean, maybe doesn't really mean that we would actually pass in mamzerus. He just says, maybe the Rashash was worried, that Rashash means to say that Rabbanah was worried people would make a mistake and declare their mamzerim, tongues wag. But in any event, Rav Yashiv and the Rashash Kipshutam both seem to assume that you don't do the test, but if we would do the test, then the test would indeed establish Mamzeris. There are many posts who discuss blood tests, DNA testing, forensic tissue testing of various types, many different areas in Halacha, for Aguna, Timatur and Aguna, for paternity, child support, for Kahuna, and for Mamzeris. When it comes to Mamzerus, the poskim are very reluctant to use a blood test to establish Mamzerus. Certainly, like Ezra Vlyashev says, we don't do it if we don't have to. But even if we have DNA results, many poskim have said that we do not establish Mamzerus based on a DNA, based on DNA testing, on tissue testing. There is at least one opinion, not many, but at least one posik who said explicitly that we would, in theory at least, rely on DNA testing to establish Mamzerus. That is Rav Chaim David Regensburg and his Mishmeres Chaim. He insists that DNA testing, the science is so clear, it's vadai, it's even better than Umdana, he says, it's a certainty, we know exactly what happened, we know, that we know for a certainty, we know for a fact the truth, he says, once we know what happened, there's no room for any further discussion, do we rely on it, don't we rely on it, facts are facts, all the discussion about Edim and Chazaka and Umdana only applies if you don't know what happened, if you know what happened, that's the end of the story. He says explicitly that we would rely on DNA testing to establish Ramzeris, but he's basically the only postsake, virtually the only postsake who explicitly rules that we would rely on DNA testing to establish someone as a Mamzer. Many posts can explicitly say that we do not for a variety of reasons. In the remainder of this lecture, we'll discuss some of the reasons given by the postkim 
for not relying on DNA testing to establish Ramzeris. In a follow-up lecture, we'll discuss more reasons, and in yet another follow-up lecture, Mir Tashem, we'll discuss more broadly, more generally, the attitude of post to DNA testing in general. In this lecture and its follow-up, we'll focus on reasons that apply specifically to Mamzerus, either because the reason itself only makes sense in the context of Mamzerus, or because the reason is somewhat mechudash, and the kind of thing Poskim only said in the context of Mamzerus, where they were looking, where, they, where there's a mitzvah to try to find reasons to be mekil, and misafek were often mekil. So, one way or another, Poskim specifically said reasons, either explicitly limited them to Mamzerus, or pretty clear that we're only using the reasons in the context of Mamzerus. So, one of the most important rulings by the Poskim that we do not rely on DNA from Amzeris appears in a formal ruling issued by the basin of Rashul Vosner in Bnei Brak. There is a decision written by Ramosha Klein on behalf of the basin in consultation with Ravosner himself and the basin, and Ramosha Karelitz was also associated with this position. They were actually asked by the Rabbanut Mishtarat Yisrael, by the Rabbanut of the Police of Israel, and the Division for the Identification of Criminals, what is the Torah's opinion on using DNA for identification and for establishing familiar relations for many different halachas, for Aguna, for paternity, for Yerusha, for Avelis. So they answered, Rav Klein, on behalf of the Basin, on behalf of Rav Kreltner, Rav Osner, answered all the Shilas. Unfortunately, he doesn't always explain each individual ruling what exactly it's based on, so Rav Klein, on behalf of the basin, when it comes to Ramzeris, says, can we establish Ramzeris based on a mismatch between the DNA of the child and the father? The answer was unequivocal. We cannot establish Ramzeris based on such testing. Even though, from a scientific perspective, the mismatch is decisive, doesn't matter. We do not establish Ramzeris. Unfortunately, they do not explain why. Rav Asher Weiss has a fascinating discussion of our topic. He, this is a, an interview he gave with David Lichtenstein in his, in his program headlines, where he gave a number of five or six different reasons, he says, why we would not rely on, we would not rely on DNA testing to establish Ramzeris. Some of his reasons are mundane, more prosaic. A couple of his reasons are really quite striking, quite radical. The first reason he gives is he says there is an idea of umdana and there's an idea of simanim. Umdana is we don't know exactly what happened, but circumstantial evidence, as Rav Weiss calls it, we can pretty much figure out what happened based on the circumstances. Simanim, which he insists is a different idea, simanim is we want to identify something with something else, a person with a, we want to identify a person, we rely on simanim, we rely on certain characteristics, certain features, we match them against the features of someone else, we match the features of an item against another item, that's called simanim. Now, both these ideas of umdana and simanim, the question is, we rely on them for shosaveda, for aguna maybe, the question is, do we rely on them for things like dine nefashas? For mamanas, we do. For mamanas, certainly umdana, umdana is machlokas, whether we rely on umdana, in certain cases we do, in certain cases we don't. Now, for nefashas, there is an opinion of Tosus that we do rely on umdana. If we had an airtight umdana, 100% certainty, the example Tosus gives if someone dies from a bite through his skull, couldn't have been self-inflicted because there was a bite made by teeth, there was nobody else in the room except the, except the accused, we would execute the accused as a murderer. That's called Yedia Blaria. If it's 100% certain, we would be Motimomentosa says, we would even 
be Mechayev, somebody Misa. Rav Asher says, again, we do not paskin like this. Similarly, with regard to Simonim, there is an opinion of Tosfus that if Edom would say, Plani the high Simon Akatla, if you can use Simonim to establish who a Ratzach is, you would kill the Ratzach. Again, Rav Asher Weiss says, Ain Halacha Kamosa. We don't paskin like that, Tosfus. Now, Rav Asher Weiss explains that in his view, in his view, DNA testing, matching using DNA, matching or refuting by a negative match, should best be seen as simanim, not umdana umdanas. You don't know exactly what happened. You use an umdana to establish the fact. Simanim is, you want to make an identification by matching something against something else. That's simanim. Rav Asher Weiss says that he feels that DNA testing, DNA matching is simanim. The halacha is that we do not rely on simanim for DNA nefashis. Similarly, says Rav Asher Weiss, we should not rely on simanim for mamzeris. Mamzeris, says Rav Asher, is treated as Dinei Nefashis. He says this based on a tshuva for Bikiveger, actually written by the base mayor. The issue there was accepting Edim Shalob Bifnei Habaldin. We normally don't want to accept Edim not in the presence of the person they're testifying about, against. And in different types of Edim, Mamanus and Nefashis, the rules are different. But the base mayor says that when it comes to Mamzeris, we treat it like Nefashis. Nefashis has the strictest, highest standard, and the base mayor says, when it comes to Kabbalah's Eid Shlobafanov, we treat Mamzeris like Nefashas, and you absolutely cannot be Makabal Eidim Shlobafanov. Says Rav Asher if the base mayor tells us that the standards of evidence for Mamzeris are like Nefashas, it follows similarly with regard to Simanim. We would not be able to use Simanim for Mamzeris. This is the position of Rav Asher that Simanim are not sufficient. This is one of his main reasons Simanim are not sufficient to establish Mamzeris. I have a very hard time with this. This seems to be Tamua. Halacha is, it's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch, there's a machlokas, different shitas, but there's a generally well-accepted halacha. If a husband leaves town, he's away for 12 months, more than 12 months, and then his wife give, gives birth, the child is a mamzer, a vade mamzer, a suffolk mamzer, up to 12 months, we say, all right, maybe the gestation was longer than 9 months, 10 months, 11 months, up to 12 months. Once it passes 12 months, we say, that's just incredible, it couldn't have lasted that long, she must have committed adultery, maybe the husband came back secretly, possible, we're not choshesh for that, so we're not choshesh for a super long gestation, more than 12 months, we're not choshesh for a secret mysterious coming back, Ali shame maybe, we're not choshesh for that, and the child is either a vade mamzer or a suffolk mamzer. Now again, would we rely on such an umdana, such a hachacha for nefashas? I'm not sure, there is some discussion about whether you kill somebody if his defense is gamla parcha, that he came, that the witnesses, who, that, that, that there was a gamla parcha involved, which would make him not guilty. But in general, I'm not sure if Rav Asher Weiss means to say that this type of umdana, that she's pregnant, the husband's not around, she must have committed adultery, would that actually be enough for nefashas? If not, then you see that Amzeris is, is, has different standards than nefashas, is more lenient than nefashas. If Rav Asher understands you actually kill somebody based on nefashas, then again, we still, you kill somebody based on such an, such an umdana that she's pregnant, she must have committed adultery, assuming you know it was not honest and it was hasra, you would actually kill her based on that, so again, it's still hard to understand. If, if you don't rely on Umdana, you don't rely on Simanim, why is this so much better? You, you see clearly that you don't, Rav Asher Weiss insists over and over that you need Yediya Mamish, that you need either Edim or you need Baharik Baraglov. The guy actually walks in, the victim actually walks in, that's relevant for Nefashas. But you need actual, you need actual Yediya, Yediya Mamish through Ria or Edim. Badika Madait, he says, is not enough. Scientific investigation is not like Baharik Baraglov. It's not like Riyase Nayim. Scientific knowledge is not the same thing as, as eyewitness account, he says. 
criterionum halachatim, the halachic criteria, don't, we don't care about scientific knowledge, you need one of two things. He insists over and over, re'iyah or edim. You, you, you have to have, a, you have, to have a, what your own eyes see, what edim tell you. Your own eyes see the harag walks in, even that he points out as machlokas. Yushalmi says that we don't accept a harag baragla, the Babli does, but you need what he calls yidia biltiem sa'it, unmediated yidia, yidia without any intermediary. Therefore, he says, scientific knowledge is not enough. But again, you see from the halacha that the case where she's pregnant and we can't account for it because Osman was away, even though, again, it's technically possible he could have returned secretly, could have returned Ayde Shem. She could have had a very long gestation. Some Akronim at least say that it's possible, even though it's exceedingly unlikely. Nevertheless, we will establish Ramzeris. So, so Rav Asher Weiss really has to explain why is that acceptable. That's not Edim, that's not Re'iya Mamish. Somehow he seems to fail. He would have to fail. That's better than scientific knowledge. Scientific knowledge, even if we can prove it and demonstrate it, he calls it equations, might be provable, but it's not that we don't see it directly. Somehow it seems that Rav Asher Weiss must fail. That this case, where the husband was away, that's as though we saw it for some reason. But obviously, it's not so simple. We didn't actually see it. We don't actually have Adam. So you have to understand, if you're going to argue that Yedia Bloria doesn't work for Nefashos, or certainly not Mamzerus, and Mamzerus either, then we're going to have to explain why exactly is, uh, is the case of the woman whose husband was away, why is that better? Now, Rev Regensburg says that, no, Rev Regensburg argues that the whole debate about Umdana, which, which might not be enough for Nefashos, all that, he says, is when you don't absolutely know for a certainty. If you absolutely know, he says, even for Nefashos, that would be enough. The Rambam says, for Nefashos, you don't rely on Umdana, because it says, Benaki B'tadik Al-Tarag, Adrasha, one of the Tarag Mitzvahs, the Rambam says, that you don't kill based on Umdana. That's Umdana, he says. Umdana is where it's probably true, or circumstantially true, but if you know for a certainty, he says, a scientific certainty, that's fine, even for Nefashos, and certainly for Amzeris. But Rav Asher Weiss, along with several other authorities, suggest that, no, for Nefashos and, and similarly for Mamzeris, we don't rely on Umdano, we don't rely on Simanim, unless you have Edim Mamish or Re'iyah Mamish, we don't rely on scientific considerations to establish Mamzeris. In a follow-up lecture, we'll discuss a number of Rav Asher Weiss's other reasons and the reasons offered by other poskim for why we would not establish Mamzeris based on forensic tissue testing. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at thehalachacenter.org.